Hello, everybody. It's Melissa. I'm back. Of course, it's me. Of course, I'm back. It's always me, and I'm always back. Uh, welcome back to another episode, or your first episode, if this is your first time listening. Welcome to my awkward intro. <laughs> oh, that's always an awkward intro and an awkward outro with me. So that's a thing to be expected forever now. Uh, anyway, I wanted to talk to you guys about something really major, a major development in my life. And uh, if you're listening to this episode, I'm sure you read the subject line or the title or whatever, or the description, and you already know what I'm going to talk about. So I <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm building up the suspense of what I'm going to talk about, but I'm really not. You know what this episode is about, and it's about medication and the fact that I started on medication just this very morning. And uh, by medication, I mean antidepressants. And I, uh, I'm having a lot of feelings about it. And I need to process. And this is a good place to do that, right? Because you guys are my people. You understand me. I feel like you guys out there in podcast listener land understand me more than anyone else. And I don't even know any of you personally, or not many of you personally. And uh, I appreciate you. I know I say that pretty often lately, it seems like, but I do. I want you guys to know. So I really appreciate having a place to come uh, talk about these things that are going on in my life. So anyway, enough of that. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk about meds. Ugh. Okay, so I guess I have talked a little bit about medication in the past uh, on this podcast. I haven't done like a full episode on it or anything, but uh, just in passing, I've said a little bit about, you know, the fact that I feel like psychiatric meds are a totally valid option for people. I'm not against them at all. Uh, but for me, it was a thing that always seemed like it would be a last resort option. Um, so <laughs> just knowing that about me can tell you everything you need to know about where I'm at these days. Uh, if I'm resorting to my last resort option, uh, things have been pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. Uh, my emotional regulation is pretty much zero these days. Uh, there has been a lot going on in my life. Uh, my fiance and I are just in like a super huge transitional period right now. There's a lot of things happening that are really unpredictable in our lives. Everything's kind of in limbo. Um, there's been a lot of stress surrounding... Uh, I don't want to go too much into it, but like there's just been a lot of stress a lot of change and transition, a lot of uncertainty, all things that I don't deal with well, right? So uh, there's just been a lot going on lately. So I think I think that's contributing definitely. But also, you know, I've said on the podcast before that I feel like uh, as I'm getting older, I'm also having a hard time managing, a more difficult time managing uh, some of these uh, things about myself that I used to be able to manage a lot better. Now it's never been great. I've never been to the point where I was like fully functioning, you know, but like, it just seems like 
every year that goes by, it just gets harder and my traits get more pronounced and I have more of a, a struggle. And I've heard other people talk about this too. So I know it's not just me that this is happening to. And, you know, I feel like we all kind of know something about the reasons why this might happen as we get older, as autistic or neurodivergent people. I'm not going to go too much into that, but I think it has a lot to do with just the fact that it is really hard to, uh, to mask and to manage long term. And so the older you get, the harder it gets to really just constantly try and keep everything together it just becomes it just becomes unmanageable at some point so I think that's kind of you know the direction I'm heading as I'm getting older and then pair it with just super stressful time in life and I just I haven't been coping well and as a result of that I've been having um a lot of emotional struggles and a lot of meltdowns uh Last week, I had two meltdowns pretty much in a row. I mean, not in a row, but like I had one and then I think one day went by and then I had another one, which has never really happened. I've always had a pretty good gap between meltdowns, like at least a week. I feel like for me to have a meltdown one week and then the next week, that was like still pretty close together. But for me to have two almost back to back like that was really like unusual and it just really kind of opened my eyes to the fact that that was the thing that really opened my eyes where I was like okay I'm not managing well I really I need help and it really prompted me to to make the call where I was like okay I I need to see if medication might help me at least take the edge off (laughs) because I know that some of these things are just part of the deal, right? It's part of the package of being autistic is, um, and ADHD in my case is having these things that are just part of your experience and part of who you are. Um, but I do know that medication can help manage some of the, the symptoms that can contribute to these things that are so disruptive, such as meltdowns. Like I do feel like I am a very anxious person. Um, my baseline level of anxiety is high. Like I just, I function at a very high anxiety level naturally it's just always been that way um I wouldn't say function I said I function I'm not functioning well obviously but like I you know what I mean like I go through my day-to-day life uh in a state that I don't think is normal as in like I think it feels normal to me because I've lived this way for so long but when I really think about the way that I feel on a day-to-day basis, I think that the level of anxiety that I have is really not good. (laughs) It's really high, probably. Um, And that 
in and of itself contributes a lot to the way that I exist in the world, the way that I react to things, the way that I think about things, the way that I process things. You know, I do have a pretty um, obsessive way of being. <laughs> I, I am an obsessive thinker. I'm an obsessive doer. I I perseverate a lot on things. I am very, I become very hyper-focused. And these are all things that come, again, with my diagnoses. I get that. But, like, the intensity to which they exist is really high right now. And I think that medication, if it can maybe, like, dull some of that down a bit, then it might help me have an easier time mitigating these big reactions that I have, a.k.a. meltdowns. Um because guys, I just can't, I can't do the meltdowns all the time. Like I have been, it's just, it's so disruptive. It's so disruptive. It's so embarrassing. It's scary. It's hard. It's like all of these, it's, there's nothing good about a meltdown. And the other night it was just like over something so small that it, you know, these are small things that are causing me to just emotionally spin out and just completely lose yeah it's just oh god it's so frustrating even to talk about it because I I look back and I'm like what what I don't know you know if you're a person who has meltdowns you know exactly what I'm talking about like the aftermath of the meltdown is almost, to me at least, worse than the meltdown itself. Um, because I just... I don't like... I, I'm not going to go into... I, I don't want to talk about meltdowns. I was just going to say, I, I don't like being out of control like that. I And I don't like wasting time, wasting precious moments of my life, not only having the meltdown, but then recovering from the meltdown. I think that's one of the most annoying parts of the meltdown is like, afterwards, it just, it takes me like a full day to recover from that. It's like, I feel um, depressed, and I feel really out of it. Like, I can't really think as clearly as usual. I have no motivation. Like I just can't, it feels like when you're recovering from an illness, almost, you're just like not right. You just don't feel like yourself for a day or two. And it's, it's just too disruptive to my life. I just can't do it (laughs) all the, the time anymore. So anyway, um, so I had that one, that meltdown. Oops. I just punched my something in my closet. Sorry. Um, I had that meltdown and I was just like, you know what? <laughs> this has been happening so much. I'm so tired of it. I can't. I need to try something. I need I need to see if I need to at least explore the medication route and see if it will help. Um But here's the thing, like this is going to sound maybe strange. It sounds strange to myself, even as I'm thinking it 
and so I can imagine it might sound weird to you guys, but also there might be some people out there who understand that like part of the hesitancy and fear I have surrounding taking medications such as these is that, well, for one, I am a person who doesn't really like taking medications because I tend to always get side effects from medications, any type of medication at all. Like I'm very sensitive to medication. Whenever a doctor is prescribing me something, I'm like, give me your mildest, lowest dose of whatever you have for this. Like I really, my body is super sensitive to meds. Like I can take half the dose of a normal person and be fine. Like I know there's certain things like antibiotics or whatever that like you need a certain dose of, but I'm talking like any type of medication that can be given at a super low dose. I'm like, please just give me the lowest, mildest thing because otherwise I will get every side effect. I will feel crappy. You know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me sort of thing. And I don't know if that's because I feel like I'm super in tune with my body and how it feels. And I don't know if this is true for you guys, any of you out there. I know that there are a lot of autistic people that have struggles with interoception, which is like your ability to take cues from your body. Like some autistic people don't, um, feel hunger cues. Some don't feel bathroom cues. Like you just aren't in tune with your body that way. And then, you know, as we all know, autism tends to be a thing of like extremes. It's like zero or a hundred. I feel like the interoception people who have a struggle with that are on like the zero end and I'm on the 100 end. Like I feel my body, um, I can just tell when something's off. I can't always tell what it is that's off that's a problem. And that might be an interoception thing. But like, am I saying that right? Interoception, interoception. I've heard it. I've heard it said a couple different ways. Who knows? Anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. But like, I've, I've wondered if that is actually if I do have a struggle, because sometimes I will, I'll have a feeling and I'll be like, something's wrong, something's off, I don't feel right. But I can't really pinpoint what it's from or what's causing it. Is it a is it a physical thing or is it an emotional thing or what's going on? Um, so, you know, that might be an issue, but either way, like I'm really in tune. I can feel the slightest changes within my body. So, so side effects are a fear. I don't want to feel yucky in any way. I don't have time. I don't have time to feel bad. I don't have time to feel tired. I don't have time to feel like headaches. I don't have time to like any nausea, whatever. Like I don't have time for any of these side effects that they told me might happen. Um, I don't like feeling not like myself physically, but also the other fear that I have surrounding taking medications like this is not feeling like myself in other ways like not just physically, but like mentally. Um, so I've heard, I, you know, I used to work in psych. I used to work in a psychiatric facility as a nurse. And oftentimes we would get bipolar patients in there who had gone off their medications and were in a manic phase uh, because they had gone off their medications. And they would always be like, I don't need those medications. I don't like 
I'm not myself when I'm on those medications. And I get it because I have that fear myself. Now, I don't have bipolar and my uh, medicated self as opposed to my unmedicated self isn't as extreme of a shift as someone with bipolar disorder. Uh, Whereas, you know, I'm not going to go into a manic phase or, you know, a major depressive phase or anything like that. Uh, but I do understand because I have that feeling of like, uh, I, um, so maybe it's because I'm autistic and I don't like change (laughs) at all, but like the way that I am and the way that I feel each day is maybe annoying and it may be a struggle, like annoying to myself and a struggle for me to deal with, you know, but like also that's, that's the me that I'm used to being. And so in a way it's comforting. I feel the same every day, even if maybe it's not my optimum self, you know, like this is me who I am. And the thought of altering that in any way is really scary to me. Like, I don't want to be, I'm afraid of becoming like a watered down version of myself. I'm afraid of losing some of the things that make me interesting or special or, uh, you know, I, some of my quirks, you know, I do really like a lot of these things about myself. Um, I do like that. I feel things so deeply. I feel like that is a really great quality to have at certain times but just like you know and I know taking one dose of depression medication per day like a fairly low dose of this medication I I really like I don't think it's gonna have that profound of a effect on me where it's changing my total personality and who I am. But that's still as irrational as I feel like it is to worry about that. I, I'm worried about it. I'm like, what if, what if I start to feel better, but then I no longer feel like myself? That feels scary to me. Uh, so going into this, it's like, it's a mixed, I have a lot of mixed emotions. Um, after I spoke with the doctor, uh, a few days ago, because I spoke with a doctor a few days ago, it was a really quick process. Okay. I used, um, an online service called minded it's minded.com. And it's like one of those online places where you can take a quiz and they let you know if you're a candidate for, you know, that type of medication. And then you schedule like a zoom appointment with a, a mental health doctor and then you talk on zoom and then they you know they give you your prescription and you follow up and it's like a monthly fee to do all this and I wanted to do it that way just because I was like uh if I was ready to do it right then and there and like their process was pretty quick and I was afraid that if I took the time to really like think about it and make an appointment with my primary care doctor and like get a referral maybe to like a psychiatrist or maybe my my primary doctor would have just prescribed me something either way it was going to be a process and it was going to take several days if not longer and 
I was afraid I was going to back out and change my mind. And I didn't want to, I'm like, I need this. And I know that I just need to get it done and get started with it before I talk myself out of it. And so I went that route. It was a really, it was fine. I mean, it was fine, but so it was quick. I got the appointment the next day, the next morning, talked to the lady. She called in my prescription. It was ready that day. So I got this prescription a few days ago and I waited till today to start taking it just because every morning since then I've been like, okay, I'm going to start today. And then I would stare at that pill in my hand and I'd be like, no, I can't, can't do it. I can't. (laughs) And I would just put it back and I'd be like, I'll start tomorrow. And then tomorrow came, which was yesterday. And I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Not going to do it today. Not going to do it. And then, you know, today I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to be home all day today it's a safe day to take this. Uh, I just need to start it. I just need to do it, rip the bandaid off. I can always stop taking it. You know, if I take it for, you know, you need to give it a chance. I need to take, I need to give it like at least a month, but like if God forbid it like does give me horrible side effects or whatever, I can always just stop taking it. Like I know you need to, you shouldn't ever just stop taking your antidepressants. I would need to contact the doctor that prescribed me and all that, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's, it is, but it isn't. So like, I tend to really, um, overthink, surprise, surprise. Like I, I overthink, I overanalyze, I worry a lot about, uh, you know, the minute little details of every single decision and every single thing that's going on. Oh God. The, the reason that I, <laughs> did I say I'm taking Wellbutrin? Yeah. I think I said that at the beginning. Wellbutrin XL. And the reason I'm taking that is not because my doctor recommended it. It's because before my appointment, I got online and I researched. I spent a couple hours researching every single type of antidepressant medication out there. I made a list and I... (laughs) It was more like a spreadsheet type of situation And I figured out based on everything that I read and knowing myself and whatever, uh, I picked the medication that I thought would be the better fit for me, which was ended up being Wellbutrin. Uh, and so I mentioned it to the doctor and she was like, oh, okay. And she was like, so, um, it's interesting that you mentioned Wellbutrin because, uh, seeing as you have ADHD, I don't know if you knew this, but um, Wellbutrin, one of Wellbutrin's off-label uses is for treatment of ADHD. And I was like, oh, I was wondering that because, like, I was wondering if it would have any sort of effect on my ADHD because in my research, <laughs> I noticed that the... Um, the like mechanism, the like mechanism of action in your brain, like the way that Wellbutrin works is by, um, increasing the levels of available dopamine in your brain, basically. Um, and I know that ADHD is sort of like a dopamine deficiency type of situation. So I was like, huh, weird. I wonder if it would help with my ADHD as well. And so the fact that she mentioned that I was like, oh, okay. She's like, I feel like, yeah, this would be perfect for you. And I'm like, all right all right, let's do it. And so, uh, so she prescribed me and here we are. But so that's another interesting aspect to this is I'm like, Hey, I wonder if it will help with some of my ADHD 
symptoms, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, you know, cause I don't take, in, in case you're new here, I don't take any medication for my ADHD or maybe you guys didn't know that. Like I chose to just not, I'm, I'm too scared of stimulant medications. I'm too sensitive to, to stimulants or anything like that. Um, I can hear my dog side note. My dog is out. I'm in my closet recording, of course. And my dog is out in my bedroom on her dog bed sleeping and she's having, she must be having a puppy dream because she's making her little cute, like woofy whiny noises that she makes when she's having a, a dog dream. That's so cute. But also she needs to not do it when I'm trying to podcast because it's distracting. <laughs> um, and there's the ADHD coming out. My, my easy distractibility. So, um, what was I even saying? Oh yeah, I was talking about not being medicated for ADHD. So yeah, stimulant medications, I just don't think they would be a good fit. And my, the psychologist who diagnosed me, uh, with both autism and ADHD agreed. She was like, you know, um, sometimes people with autism who do have a lot of these like, um, obsessive compulsive anxiety, uh, traits like I do, um, she said sometimes that the stimulant medications actually make you feel a lot worse because they intensify that and uh, they'll make you actually um, a lot more anxious. And because you're a lot more anxious, you will be a lot more scatterbrained and just like, you know, as a side effect of the anxiety, um, not function very well. And uh, I actually saw that exact thing happen in my daughter when we gave her... Um, ADHD medications, uh, it didn't work out well. That exact thing happened. It really exacerbated a lot of her, um, other traits that were not, it wasn't, it wasn't a good situation. So we had to take her off of them. But anyway, um, so this might be a way to kind of take the edge off some of my ADHD symptoms as well without having to go on stimulant medications. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I mean, it doesn't hurt to try, right? And if I can even get like a little bit of relief from this, I feel like it'll be worth it. And sometimes you don't know how bad you're really feeling until you feel better. And that might be a thing that happens. You know, like I mentioned a minute ago, like I've been living this way for so long that it just feels normal but um my son who is 24 he is also he's taking Wellbutrin which was another thing that I factored into my decision about the Wellbutrin because he tried a few other things that didn't end up working out and uh he and I are very, very, very similar. He has ADHD and we also suspect he has autism. And actually we're in the process of trying to get my son an autism evaluation. Um, you guys know how hard that is. <laughs> I've, I've reached out to grasp again, but I know they have a long waiting list and just, it's been a whole thing, but I'm trying to help him, uh, get that done. Cause we really do think my son is, is autistic. It's very obvious, especially now that I know I am, uh, yeah, 
and we're very, very alike. So anyway, he takes Wellbutrin. He started medicating his ADHD. He had to stop medicating his ADHD for a while because um, he did notice that it, he was getting a lot more anxious and it wasn't a good situation. Um, but once he got on the Wellbutrin and, and found like his sweet spot with that, and got his other medications dialed in, uh, then he started back on his Adderall and has had an okay experience. So it's working out for him. But anyway, what I'm, what I'm getting at here is he told me recently that like, he's like, I don't know how I functioned before. I really don't like looking back at unmedicated me. Uh, this is him talking about himself. Like he's, he just said, like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what, how was I making it through the day? Like, I just, I can't, I feel so much better now. And I'm like, huh? Okay. Well, that gives me even more incentive because maybe I will feel better. You know, I tend to catastrophize everything and be like, oh my God, maybe this medication is going to do this bad thing and that bad thing and all the bad things and blah, blah, blah. But like, Let's look on the positives too. Like, what if it helps me a lot? What if I feel a lot better? What if I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, my anxiety like is so much less and I feel, you know, happier and better. I'm managing things better, whatever, you know, whatever it is. What if it works out? What if that happens? I never think along those lines. I never <laughs> go into detail and obsess over all the positive things that can happen, right? And that's part of the um, anxiety uh, thought loop that I get is always just like focusing on all of the things that could probably go wrong in any situation. And so I need to look at this as a thing that's like, okay, yeah, sure, there's a possibility that this won't work out and it won't be for me. But, like, what if it goes really well and I end up uh, having a really great experience? So, I don't know. TBA. I'll let you guys know. I'll keep you guys informed as to uh, how this journey's going for me on the meds. I'm hopeful. I'm not expecting a cure <laughs> I know that autism and ADHD have no cure. Uh, but I just need to take the edge off of some of this stuff, you know? And maybe not uh, feel so much of the extremes all the time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I think that's all I need to say today about this topic. Uh, yeah. Yep, that's all. Okay. I mean, I promised an awkward outro. Here it is. All right. So if you guys want to reach out, you can email me. My email is in the show notes as well as the Instagram handle. Uh please be patient with me if you message me on Instagram or email me because sometimes it takes me a little while to get back to you guys but I do eventually uh read all the messages and get back to everybody it just sometimes takes a minute but I appreciate when people reach out uh yeah 
Oh, and if you can leave a rating or a review on whatever platform you are listening on, that's great. That helps other people find the show and all that jazz. And, uh, oh, also I joined Buy Me a Coffee. So that link is in my, um, in my bio on Instagram. I'll also put it in the show notes here. Like I'm not doing this for money, but, uh, it's nice to, you know, if, if people want to give you a little tip, that's fine. I'll take it. So, you know, anyway. Okay. Ooh, that's all. That's my awkward ending for this time. And I will uh, talk to you guys next time. Okay. Bye.